Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Was there any other song that we could play today? I don't think so. Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water. If you ever want to know what kind of music we're playing on the program, just join the Facebook group. Go to Facebook and search Morano Radio Fans and Haters. That's M-O-R-A-N-O Radio Fans and Haters. Well, there is a new presidential candidate in the mix. Well, there are several, actually. We have the uh, governor of North Dakota, whose name is uh, Doug Bertram, I believe. We have the former vice president, Mike Pence. And just yesterday, we have former New Jersey governor and former Republican presidential candidate, Chris Christie. Now, Christie right now is polling at less than 1% in the polls, and he has gotten a torrent of media coverage, mostly from, I think, the what you could call the mainstream media or the center-left media. And Christie is making no bones about the fact that his whole campaign is going to be about going after Trump. That is not me saying that. That is what Chris Christie himself has said. So now that we're a national show, I think uh, people around the country and even people in the New York and New Jersey area might be well served from getting a little insight into who Chris Christie is, into his character, into kind of his political journey, how he got where he is, and maybe if there's a surprise or two in the uh, presidential race. Now, so much of Chris Christie's career has been uh, defined by Bridgegate of late, and somebody whose name was associated from time to time with that issue has been David Wildstein. He has made a remarkable transition, though, from Republican political operative to journalist. And now I think most people across the political spectrum really recognize him as sort of the go-to journalist when it comes to all things related to New Jersey. Very pleased to welcome the editor of the New Jersey Globe, David Wildstein. David, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for staying up late. Thanks for having me on, Frank. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So, David, you were quoted in the uh, New York Times as saying that uh, you go back quite a ways with Christie, that you guys actually attended Livingston High School together. I knew that you guys knew one another a long time. I guess I didn't have an appreciation for exactly how long. Fill us in. Exactly uh, how did you first meet Chris Christie? How far do you guys go back? Well, I I remember 
I brought him to his first political rally, May of 1977. Uh, uh, a guy from Livingston, Tom Kane, was running for governor. Uh, we were both volunteering on his campaign. We we, we went down to Trenton for a, a big rally, and I remember I, not only did I bring Christie for his uh, his first political event, but I was there when he had his first beer. <laughs> and so, as a young man, what kind of a person he was? Aside from the was he aside from the political aspect, aside from his politics or things that we got to know as governor or maybe U.S. attorney, what can you tell us what he was like as a person? You know, he he was a good guy. He loved Bruce Springsteen. He was uh, uh, he was on the Livingston High School baseball team. He was he was the catcher. I was the statistician. Uh, you know, and 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 he was he was he was fine. He was a good guy. Now, a lot of folks remember him from his time as U.S. attorney. It seemed like every week he was doing a different press conference talking about some New Jersey politician that he was saying was corrupt and uh, trying to send to prison for the rest of their lives. And then uh, that's sort of the first public exposure that many of us, aside from when he ran for local office in New Jersey, that's the first public exposure that many of us, especially outside of New Jersey, had to Chris Christie. Fill us in uh, on his political career, on his sort of rise where did this guy come from how did he get to be in a position where george bush appointed him u.s attorney in the first place well you know he he, he served as a as a morris county freeholder they now call them county commissioners he had one term and then he lost a republican primary it was it was a pretty tumultuous time i remember i remember he he got elected county county freeholder and then two months later announced as a candidate for state assembly he says i i've accomplished all i can in county <laughs> office it's time for me to move on to something and and he got crushed in that primary and I mean, it was he came in he came in fourth place for two seats uh but he was in the right place at the right time he he signed on as a volunteer for for uh, the then Texas Governor George Bush, uh, and became Bush's campaign lawyer in New Jersey. Uh, Bush Bush liked him, and Christie had enough connections to to become the U.S. Attorney. The so I think based on that story of running for state assembly right after he was elected freeholder, or I should say the office formerly known as freeholder, it's clear that Christie had some outsized ambition uh, from the very beginning. He sure did. He sure did, and he, you know, he he was he was always looking for more. Wherever he got, he was he was always looking for a little bit more. Fill folks in on your role prior to transitioning on the to the world of journalism. Uh, I introduced you as a, sort of a former GOP political operative. Is that a fair description? Fill folks in on exactly what you did in politics in New Jersey and where that kind of dovetails with Christie. Yeah, I ran I ran campaigns in 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 the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties and. Uh, uh, then, then moved on. I, I served in local office. I was mayor of the town that that Christie and I grew up in, and also the, the town that uh, uh, that that Tom Kane lived in, and the town that Jared Kushner lived in. Livingston, I always say, was sort of the epicenter yeah. of of New Jersey politics. Uh, you know, I I I did did some journalism things in the two thousands, and then and then when he got elected governor, uh, I was asked to go join the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. 
So, uh, um, not my best decision, Frank. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with the uh, basics of Bridgegate, and where it seems that some folks in the Christie administration, for political retribution's sake, to get even with uh, a governor that uh, wouldn't go along with endorsing Chris, uh, excuse me, a mayor that wouldn't go along with endorsing Chris Christie, caused some traffic problems. And I think a lot of people are familiar with uh, Bridget. Kelly's now infamous quote, time for some traffic problems in Fort Lee, which some people may have forgotten, is that was actually said to you. Um, Fill us in on your perspective on the Bridgegate situation. Do you think that's been portrayed unfairly in the media? And how would you characterize Christie's handling of the whole Bridgegate saga? Well, you know, Frank, that, first of all, that's a loaded question when you talk about the media in New Jersey because, because even when they're right, they miss, you know, they, they misplay it and, and get, get so many things wrong and, and hype it up. Bridgegate was monumentally stupid. It was, it, it, it was, and, and, and by the way, started with me. It was sort of a, a crazy idea I had. Let's, let's, let's close some lanes to send a message to a mayor who was, who, who had indicated that he'd support Chris Christie and then in the reelection campaign was backing down. Uh, but there were a lot of people responsible for it. And, and, you know, look, you, you, you need to, uh, you need to take responsibility for your actions. People mess up. I did. I, you know, I, 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 I accepted responsibility. I, I testified for the government and, uh, uh, you know, tr- tried to right this wrong. You know, this is, this is one of the. This is going to be one of the problems. I, you know, I think Bridgegate largely, largely forgotten. I don't know that it's going to be an issue in, in Christie's campaign. There are going to be more pictures of him uh, sitting out on, on on a closed beach during a budget shutdown than there there will be about the bridge. But you know, leaders need to take responsibility for their actions. And you know, Christopher can he could start by telling the truth about his role in Bridgegate. He's one of the people who's just never told the truth about it. And that's that, that's going to be, a, that's more of a personality flaw for him than anything else. So, uh, Phil, folks in, what exactly did Christie do with respect to Bridgegate? He, he's made it out as if it was just you and Bridget Ann Kelly and some folks that were behaving in a manner that uh, he would never approve of. And the reason that he fired Bridget Ann Kelly was because uh, she lied to him. That's what he said. What what exactly did Christie do with respect to Bridgegate? Yeah, you, you know, I I was never I, I stood with Christie uh, on September 11th, 2013, early in the morning outside the World Trade Center site, uh, uh, at seven o'clock in the morning before the start of the memorial service, and and we were joking about it. We were, you know, he was he was enjoying it. I never had a conversation with him about uh about the actual closures i you know, sometimes i wish i did frank because because then i i i could have i could have been the direct person that could have that, that, that could have said he told me but he it went through a couple different levels did he know of of course he knew he knew because we discussed it uh two days into the closure uh but but you know he he was never charged he was never charged, and and, uh, and 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 the Supreme Court said it's not a crime. So I don't, I don't really know, you know, where he's going to be held accountable anymore. He's gone, he's gone nearly ten years without accepting mm-hmm. responsibility. And by the way, Frank, that's 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 one of his flaws. Unfortunately, is it's never ever Chris Christie's fault. 
It's never, you know, he didn't get COVID. Donald Trump gave him COVID. <laughs> you know, he, it's, it's, it, this is a guy who, who doesn't take responsibility. This is, this is a guy who, you know, was in the White House prepping the president for his, his debate with Joe Biden. I mean, he was, he was on the phone. I mean, he was, he's always been a fanboy, but he, but he, but he, he was on, on the phone with Trump constantly. He was going to Washington all the time. You know, all of a sudden, all these things that have been done, uh, that were wrong wasn't his fault, wasn't his advice. He said not to do it. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. There's a credibility issue there. Well, and that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with David Wildstein. He's the editor of the New Jersey Globe. If you're interested in anything regarding New Jersey politics or Christie specifically, you got to read the New Jersey Globe. They break stories uh, that uh, people didn't even know were exist in existence, and uh, they do it better than anybody. When I've asked you about Chris Christie in the past, I've gotten the sense, maybe more than the sense, that there's some hard feelings between the two of you that linger from Bridgegate. You think? You think? <laughs> so how come, uh, on your end of things, is it just because he's never been held to account and never told the truth about Bridgegate, or is it something more personal? No, you know, I mean, he, you know, he, 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 he stood up in front of a, a national press conference, and, and you know, you know here, here I am in my 50s, and he's David Wildstein. He was a nerd in high school. I didn't even know him in high school. I was the cool kid. I was the, you know, I, I was the athlete. He was the statistician for the baseball team. Yeah, you know, you know when, you, when you work for somebody and you know somebody since you're 15 and he lets you down and he, and he shows himself to be just a miserable, miserable person, then, yeah, yeah, how can, how can you not have some ill will. Aside from the Bridgegate issue, there have been a number of other, uh, you want to call them scandals, I'll call them issues that people, including me, have been critical of Chris Christie for. And I'm not going to go through the whole list because it's only a four-hour radio program. (laughs) But objectively, and you're capable of being objective, would you say that aside from the Bridgegate affair, he was a good governor of New Jersey? You know, there were things he did well. He was good at building coalitions with Democratic legislators. Uh, you know, he 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 was. You know, he. I, I thought he was. I thought he was 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 good during Sandy. I thought he provided effective leadership. There were. You know, he he. You know, it, it, it's not like every single thing he did. You know, he every, that everything he touched uh, was was horrible. He had some good aspects. He's a gifted politician i mean he's just you know he's he's got that you know instinct for it if if, you know if 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 unfortunately if he if he didn't have that icarus problem if he didn't fly too close to the sun once in a while and and with this tremendous hubris that somehow brings him down i mean the sky could have been the limit for this guy one of the things that uh, I know some concern – one of the big issues in, among Republican primary voters all over the country is crime right now. And one of the things that we've seen in New York, one of the things that's flipped a lot of those blue districts red, and I think this may play out in, in New Jersey and maybe even some places around the country, is making an issue of cashless bail and bail reform. Now, New Jersey didn't go quite so far as New York did in terms of uh, letting everybody go with a promise to please come back after they were arrested. But New 
New Jersey did implement a form of uh, of bail reform, which Chris Christie championed and the voters of New Jersey approved. Now, Christie, even though a lot of other Republicans, including Sheriff Sean Golden and others, ha- uh, have uh, differed from him on this, Christie continues to defend New Jersey's status in terms of bail reform. Do you think that's an issue if people start looking at his actual record that's going to hurt him with Republican primary voters? You know, I don't think... I don't think that he is is going to be helped or hurt by individual actions I, I, he took as as governor. I think when you look at Chris Christie, there is there's no way other than to say that this is uh, this is just a you know and 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 I this should not be taken wrong or, or with any other connotation. He's a big personality. He's got a he's got a, a you know he's got a big persona, and there I think the first stage is going to be to see if he can get people to like him. And and he's got to establish that likability factor. If he's going to be if he's going to be president of the United States, he's got to do better than having a, you know, a 21% approval, 47% disapproval, you know, among the American public. If he's going to if he's going to be credible, he's got to do, you know, he's got to do better than 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 where his approvals were were in New Jersey. So, I think that's the first step. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if he if he could overcome that hurdle, uh, you know, maybe Maybe you know if he can get people to like him, but you, you can't you can't win the presidency if everybody hates you. He is making his whole campaign so far in all twenty four hours old of it about bashing Donald Trump. He was in New Hampshire yesterday responding to a video that uh, President Trump put out mocking him. This is what Chris Christie had to say. When I saw Jake, I it just renewed in my own mind what a child he is. He's a baby. Um, whenever you want to criticize him um, in any way, that's the way he responds. And you and I are both lucky enough to be parents. Um, and if we had a child who conducted themselves like that, um, we'd send them to their room, yeah. not to the White House. Yeah, David, uh, Trump's sophomoric behavior is nothing new. And uh, yet Chris Christie was the first governor of any state and the first former presidential candidate to endorse Trump. Then he was kind of the first uh, person on the on the Trump team to kind of throw him under the bus. Does this Trump flip flopping that he's displayed over the last six or seven years does that portend, uh, portend a potential problem for him? Sure, it's it's just, just it's more of a history of a lack of loyalty to uh, to his friends and, and 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 to his supporters. It's it's hard to trust him. Uh, you know, I got to think, I got to think that 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 he's a smart guy. I mean, there's there's there, 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 there's there's no Don Quixote to Chris Christie. He's not he's not doing this because he, he's got some sense of duty that he he just feels in his heart that that he alone can stop Donald Trump. I, you know, I maybe maybe it's possible he's he's looking for for something from someone. Maybe he's just a stalking horse. I mean, desperately wants to be attorney general. Maybe maybe his job is to just come in and soften Trump so that that somebody else can come forward and, and, and actually be the nominee. And then Christie gets that, that sort of kingmaker role that he, he would desper- you know, just desperately strives for. That's uh, precisely what Al D'Amato said yesterday. He thinks Christie's positioning himself to get a cabinet position in a Republican administration for a president other than Trump. I guess time will tell. David, I appreciate the insight and, uh, and helping us uh, kind of follow the tea, read the tea leaves and, uh, and see where this thing is going. Hopefully we can call upon you a great deal as long as Chris Christie's presidential campaign goes on.
and anytime, Frank. It's always great to talk to you. Thank you. Pleasure is mine. David Wildstein. Check him out in the New Jersey Globe. You want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight.